Miller's Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a Holistic Approach, and Evolutionary Healer. So if you are a highly sensitive soul, we are so happy that you are here because the sensitive souls really love like energy healing and light and love and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we want also to have tangible results. And, and uh, this week um, is the first Monday of the month. So we're doing the Ask the LifeWave Doctors show. And if you're brand new, this means that we are going to pick the amazing brain of my colleague, Dr. Dennis Loebstein, about um, Chinese medicine, advanced um, you know, uh, patching, LifeWave patching protocols to help with the symptoms of grief and sadness, which is going on around us. And in case you are brand new to my tribe and you do not already have my um, my freebie, it's called the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide. You can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. And it helps uh, with the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. So you can create the life of your dreams and fulfill your mission and um, just really enjoy your life. Um, so sensitivesoulguide.com if you don't already have that free gift. And today we're actually doing a call-in show as well. So in addition to um, Dr. Dennis sharing uh, uh, with us the Chinese medicine background about uh, you know acupuncture points and Chinese theory about grief and sadness and then the advanced patching protocols for that, you can also call in with your questions. Now keep in mind that we're not saying that the LifeWave patches cure or treat any disease or prevent any disease. So if you are going to ask a question raise your hand just make sure you couch your question in terms of symptoms otherwise we can't really answer you so the number to call in and raise your hand is 818-514-1190 hit one so we know your hands up again 818-514-1190 and about you know about 40 minutes or so into it we will actually uh 40 45 minutes we'll actually go to the phones and uh and then come back to our content all right cool so welcome dr dennis Hi, Dr. Karen. I'm delighted to be here with you all today. And uh, yeah, this, we're this, so uh, this, right. This, this show actually is the beginning of our eighth year together doing the show. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. Uh, eighth anniversary. Amazing. Time flies when you're having fun. I guess so. <laughs> Well, Dr. Dennis, I, I see that, um, you know, not only uh, do we have personal grief going on because what's, you know, the whole pandemic and things like that. So personal grief would be, yeah. for example, having a loved one who is an elderly parent or grandparent who's in a nursing home or even in their own home and not being allowed to visit them. Um, I know for my parents, we I usually see them at least four times a year in Canada and uh, I have not uh, been, you know, uh, visiting them because of the various different restrictions in Canada, not being able to, you know, bring my husband, uh, having to quarantine for two weeks before seeing them. I mean, really crazy kind of rules like that. So there's personal grief around that, that loss, that sense of loss of not being able to connect with our loved ones the way we wish to, whether it be friends or family um, that kind of thing. And then there's a collective sense of loss or grief, like the whole, um, the whole world or countries going through similar phases of grief and sadness. So this is bigger than just us. So I thought this would be a really great month to maybe, you know, get your suggestions on how we can support ourselves through that grief and sadness process. Yeah, definitely right on. A lot of people are hurting and, and grieving from loss of their business and loved ones and 
from all kinds of agitation and rioting going on and uh, the economic collapse is going on. So um, there's actually a lot more information from Asian medicine than there is in Western medicine about how to deal with this. So um, I'll just briefly touch on the Western medical perspective of how to deal with bereavement and uh, then get into the the TCM background or the Asian uh, medical theory behind what I'm going to talk about relative to the points. And then we'll look at the, uh, the points and what their spirit involves and their energy and, and then how to use them with patches. Sounds great. Okay, so in uh, Western um, health, there's behavioral therapy for bereavement, and there's also some perspective on how the brain works. And the bottom line about the brain is that grief increases <clears throat> frontal cortex activation. And um, that involves a whole cytokine inflammation process that activates the cortex from the stimulation of grief. And then um, there's stress involved because the limbic brain is connected with that activation as the process is connected to the amygdala. The amygdala is responsible for fear, anxiety, and aggression and of course that works or that's part of the limbic brain and um that led me to to think how the alavita patch which releases epithalamin can affect the limbic brain and so um the alavita patch is going to be featured in part of our protocols ah. also uh I've been using it on third eye and also CB17, where I traditionally use the carnosine patch. CB17 is in the middle of the chest, and it opens up the chest and releases the the zong chi or the the chest chi from being locked up. And uh, typically recommend somebody use that for uh, grieving or when they're in mourning to relieve a lot of the stress and uh, that works pretty well and uh, the Alavita patch works there pretty well also and also works in the third eye to help with sleep ah. so um, the, the biggest thing that Western medicine has for dealing with grief is behavioral therapy of bereavement and the, the studies actually that talk about this actually say um, that the DSM-5 has an area of further study that needs to be developed for dealing with grief so if you read between the lines that means that they're trying to develop a category for grief as an excuse for prescribing a petrochemical pharmaceutical because that's the way to make money. Mm, okay. uh, and that, that's typic, 
typically the approach. But um, we don't have to do that if we're taking the Asian medical approach. Um, one, one more thing about the, the Western approach. The cognitive behavioral therapy works pretty well in groups. And I've, I've seen um, a number of clients and patients that are also going through what's called CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, really successfully. And that's because it involves their cognition or their thinking to regulate their, their sadness and their grief. And if that makes a lot of sense, if you actually look at the five element chart and, um, if you have, if you're not familiar with five element and you're following along with what I'm saying, you might want to draw out a turtle diagram with fire at the head and four, four arms and legs or feet for the turtle. And we have fire at the top. And then as we go clockwise around, we get start with fire and then we go to the earth and then the metal and the water and the wood. So that's the way the five element turtle is laid out. And if you look at how it's connected, you, you have the mother responsible for the child and feeding energy to the child. But then you have the grandmother, which if you skip one, for example, the, um, the earth is the grandmother for the water, but it's the mother for the metal. So that means the earth will give the metal energy, but it's going to regulate or control the water or hold the water. It, you know, it's like a lake being held by the earth. So if you consider that cognition is one of the properties of the earth, it will feed energy to the metal. And the metal is the spiritual energy that we have that's related to sadness and grief. And so if the earth isn't doing its job, then the metal's not going to get enough energy. So if we are feeding it energy from the earth, the metal will will not have any deficits and um, that that seems to work pretty well and would be the underlying Asian paradigm for the way the cognitive behavioral therapy is working. Hmm. Okay, so we kind so of we dip have, into Western medicine, then Chinese medicine, then back to Western medicine, right? Because I'm writing this yeah. up, uh, by the way, I'm writing this up, guys, on the blog, patchtrainteam.com. So you can uh, look at the notes later in case you're furiously writing notes. <laughs> um, I will be writing notes for you and we'll be publishing usually within the hour after the show. So I just wanted to put that out there, Dr. Dennis, in case there are new people. Awesome. Thank you. So, so the uh, bottom line is the cognition, which is the property of the earth, can feed the metal and regulate the sadness or decrease the sadness. And that's, that's borne out in um, 
Western behavioral therapy for bereavement and for sadness. And it also works with the Asian medical paradigm. Now, each of the elements that I outlined, the fire, earth, metal, water, and wood, has an energy or a soul. So you could write in to that model or paradigm. Most people know that Shen is the soul of the fire. You know, if we're if we're heart, our heart is the is the emperor, the commander of all the other elements, and and all of these. Uh, this whole model is called the Wu Jing, W U X I N G Wu Jing, and uh, that means Wu means five, Jing means phases. So each phase has its own energy or soul, and the Shen is the soul of the fire. And when when we're really healthy, our eyes sparkle, and you can see the shen in people's eyes. Oh, well, the, the soul of the earth is yi. How do you spell yi? And the soul, uh, yi. Okay. And... The soul of the metal that resides in the lungs, and, and all of the, these reside in the yin organs, the soul of the, the metal resides in the, the lungs, and that is po, P-O. And that's what we're going to focus on when we talk about grief, is because grief and sadness restricts or constricts the po, causing lung stagnations. And we're going to get into how that works and how we can help relieve that. But just to make a complete picture, if we go around the uh, the five-element turtle, if we go on to water, the soul of the water is jir, and we've talked about that in previous um, sessions. I forgot how to spell that, shows. sorry. Uh, Z-H-I. Sure. Okay, right, Z-H-I. Okay. And then, and then we go on to wood, and the the soul of the wood is hun, H-U-N. H-U-N, okay. And that's fascinating because the hun actually leaves the body during sleep, and it travels around in the etheric world. And the hun is the, actually the etheric soul that we have connected with us. Oh. Whereas the Poe, the Poe is the corporal soul or the, the soul of, of the, the physical essence or the Jing that we have in our body. So the, 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 the Jing or the essence or the crystal matrix in our body has an energy or soul called the Poe. And that Poe actually sinks out of the anus when we die or out, out of the, the bottom of the Tai Chi pole, uh, CV1 actually, and sinks into the earth when we're dying and we're dead. It goes into the earth huh. as we transition in, into death. And the, the Hun flies out of the top of the Tai Chi pole with the Shan to go or to meld with the etheric 
field outside of us and with with um, source. And you can actually feel that in somebody who's dying. Put your hand on top of their head. You can actually feel the uh, the uh, Shen and the Hun leaving out of the top of the Tai Chi pole. It's like a stippling sensation or a movement of energy out of their body. And then you can actually see the light shell of their body shrink or dissipate as the Shen and the Hun leave. So the Hun flies out of the top of the Tai Chi pole. Yes. And the, the Po flies out the bottom. Got it. Got it. So interesting. Okay, so, yeah, very, very interesting. So why are we talking about this? Because of the Po. And Po is, is known as the stone soul, the soul of matter. So if we're talking about the soul of matter, we're talking about crystals or stone. Stone is crystals. And the body is mostly made of liquid crystal water, which is what is traveling through our acupuncture meridians and takes the information from phototherapy or from the photomodulating patches and connects it like optical fibers to ourselves. And and then we have an intracellular matrix of crystals, liquid crystals also. And there is um, a trabecular network of intracellular fibers that go from the cell membrane into our DNA. And information of light is exchanged from the outside of the cell to the inside of the cell in the DNA. And then it goes both ways, DNA back out. And so because it goes both ways, light also goes from our DNA to the the, uh, fibers inside the cells, to the acupuncture meridians, and then to the surface of the skin. And we're actually luminescent, even though you can't, most people can't see that with the naked eye because the intensity of the lumens is too low, but it's there. And some people are sensitive, and and if you work with energy and you develop that ability to see, you can see auras and and people's uh, light emission, and um, it it gets weaker when somebody's dying and, and flickers out. So we're we're talking Poe here. And it's the soul, the crystal soul of matter. And Masiosia, in his book, The Psyche, in Chinese medicine, says that Po is the soul that animates all physiological activities. So, so that's pretty profound because... We learn in in biochemistry when we're studying Western medicine that we have all these biochemical and physiological activities taking place. And we learn about all these energies of formation that occur in these chemical reactions where energy goes in or energy comes out of the reaction. But the 
Asian medicine paradigm or view of that is that all those physiological activities are animated by the Po. So all those right. uh, those uh, changes of energy formation in chemical reactions are actually the Po that's doing its job. Or if we're sick, not doing its job properly. So some people might be a little bit confused about terminology, so would love for you to clarify the difference between the terms Po and vital force and Chi. <clears throat> okay, Chi is the energy of the life force, and it's viewed as being a duality of yin and yang. And what we're talking about now has to do with soul energy and the soul energy of each phase, which is at a certain frequency. So each, each organ, like the heart, uh, the spleen, the lungs, the kidney, the, the liver, all have their own frequencies. So... If you translate what we mean by soul in, in Asian medicine into physiology or Western medicine, we're talking about a frequency set. So there's a certain vibration that each organ has. So the vibration of the lung is the Po. Got it. As opposed to the overall life force energy, which is a Chi. That's for the whole body. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm getting at by describing all this is I'm actually getting into a, a model of torsion field physics that exists in Chinese medicine. Now that, that's pretty profound because torsion field physics is involved with understanding quantum mechanics and physics. Okay, so the, the Po is the, the vibration of the lung energy, and the, the Po is linked to Gui, G-U-I. Gui is ghost energy. Now, not all ghosts are bad. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the Gui is the etheric field of the Po that gives it the ability to animate our physiology. And okay, it's responsible for breathing. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I can, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> the Po is linked to the Gui? Linked to the Gui. And the Gwei is a is a ghost <clears throat> the ghost energy and you can you can think of ghost energy as a trace a a trace of energy that is spiral or turning or mo- moving in a conical shape or a torsion field. So the, the gui or the trace energy of the Po leaves a torsion field in its wake 
Uh, and you can think of that as um, the Tasmanian devil. Remember all those yeah, Warner Brother it. cartoons? That the Tasmanian devil is spinning around. That that's like a torsion. <coughs> Excuse me. That's like a torsion field. Oh, say okay. So the the gway are ghosts, which lead, which are actually the torsion fields, in the center of matter. And at at the center of the torsion fields, if you put two pyramids together. To create a clockwise spinning torsion field above and a counterclockwise torsion field below, you get zero point energy in the center. So torsion fields can create zero point energy and access the quantum, the quantum. Um, quantum can be looked at as a resonance between energy waves and physical matter. And we our physical matter like electrons spinning around atoms resonate between being in a physical state as a particle and being in a waveform state of energy. So that resonance between the two where it's neither a particle or a uh, wave of energy is what our gway is, or a torsion field. That's the resonance, the resonant field. Okay, so this gway can be controlled by breathing or accessed with breathing. And uh, Meditation helps us access the subtle control of that. And um, when we practice controlled breathing when doing physical activity, we access control of it. So we can say that Po is the animation of our physiology via breathing and torsion fields. So we we already know that breathing controls chemical reactions. Like if we hold our breath, we increase our carbon dioxide tension, and that that makes us more acidic. And if we we increase our our breathing rate, like blow off the carbon dioxide, we get um, more oxygen in the body, and that makes us more alkaline. So we know that breathing can control chemical reactions. Well, the the breathing also controls the torsion fields, so we can say that the breathing and the torsion fields are chemical and energy together that are animated by the Po, which is a soul of matter. So we have chemical energy and just plain torsion field energy working together as the Po. And we can also say that the Po is an agent of transformation. So that means that 
because it's a stone soul or the crystal made soul, then as an extension of that, we can say theoretically that the patches are agents of transformation or change because they're made of crystals and they affect other crystals, the crystal matrix of the body or the PO. Now, let's look at trauma and what trauma does to create sadness that injures the lungs and causes unresolved grief, sadness, and decreases the circulation of fluid in the lungs and causes an accumulation of damp and phlegm. And that grief is expressed by crying and sobbing. And people that are exposed to trauma, whether it's physical or psychological, can actually relive the trauma. And that can create a blockage of chi. So if they're reliving their trauma, uh, we can say that the trauma hinders lung ability to regulate chi. Therefore, the chi and the blood stagnate and we get a, because of that stagnation, we get a heaviness and a sadness that precipitates or manifests as grief. So in other words, trauma causes grief. And I just explained how, according to Asian medical physiology. Got it. So if we look at more details of that in the, If we relive the trauma, like the PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, which can also include um, military sexual trauma, and my, my sister actually wrote a book about military sexual trauma, uh, we get um, in our in our yin we get depression, sadness, worry, and fear, which blocks the chi. It can also, this trauma can also affect the yang, and that creates anxiety, mania, anger, and rage, and that arouses chi. Okay, so if we have Okay, a, so, so a hang yin. on just a sec. That was a little fast. Okay. Blocking the yang causes okay. anxiety, anger, what else? Um... Not not blocking the yang. The trauma stimulates. There are two phases, yin and yang. So on the yang part, we get anxiety, mania, anger, and rage, and that arouses the chi. That arouses the chi, in contrast to the blockage of the chi caused by the yin. Okay. Okay. So the point of my mentioning that is that you have the setup for bipolar manic depression here. From from unresolved trauma. Okay, so um, the the reason I mention all that is we can resolve a lot of that theoretically by supporting the lungs and the poe. Okay. All right. Um, as far as breathing goes, 
the breathing control. It's a pulsating of our corporal soul or PO during meditation that helps us achieve the quiet and the stillness and the emptiness through which our etheric soul or hun becomes open and connects with the universal source. So the Po is working with the Hun during controlled breathing in meditation where we empty the mind and allow the Hun to connect with source. Uh-huh. Okay. Now we can, um, <clears throat> we can look at that another way. Considering the metal phase of the Wujing, where we have lungs as yin and large intestine as yang, if you recall Leonardo da Vinci's jumping jack guy, the Vesuvius man, with the arms up in the air and the legs spread apart? Uh-huh. Okay, so, so that... That graphic, that picture, can represent the lungs above and the large intestine below, where the the lung energy is taking in chi from the sky through the top of the Tai Chi pole, and the large intestine is letting go of waste at the other end. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Now, the filters in between are small intestine. The small intestine is a heart protector, and it's a filter between what we take in and what goes out. So we can take in inspiration and let go of waste, which is that which no longer serves. <clears throat> Guess what disrupts all that? That flow of metal is disrupted by trauma. So the the trauma disrupts the heart protector's filter of what's taken in from sky, which is inspiration, and what's let go of as waste. Okay, so that's where we have a problem where we get a blockage from the trauma in the filter in the metal phase. And the small intestine that, is, considered, uh, is considered metal so, in this case? No, no it's, um, it's a heart protector in fire, but it's the filter that works with the large intestine on the physical level, if you're eating something, the small intestine will filter out what ah. you want to keep versus what you want to get rid of. But remember, we, we talked in previous shows about how <clears throat> the um, the energies don't just work on a physical level. They also work on an energetic level like chi and on a spiritual level like shen. So the small intestine filter doesn't just do the physical separation. 
It does the energetic separation of what is refined energy that we want to keep that's coming in through the lungs. And the waste energy that's no good that we want to get rid of. And that, that applies to spiritual energy as well. And so if we have a blockage from the trauma, we're not going to filter the uh, spiritual energy or the, uh, the chi energy very well. So the, the lung plays a big part in, in this uh, filter process also because it develops grief and sadness when there are blockages in the lungs. And uh, let's see. I hope you're not Sorry, hearing guys, all that construction. construction. Yeah, we are, but it's okay. Just want to let Peter know uh, Dr. Jenna has construction going on in the background, so in case you're uh, hearing machine noises, that's why. Well, that's interesting also that we have construction in the background. <clears throat> We're talking about Yin, we're going to be talking about yin chi, which is constructive chi that builds things, and that's what's interfered with in the lungs. When you have constructive chi that's interfered with, so <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Okay, so. If we have a lot of grief going on, we get stagnation in the lungs. And that's because grief will decrease the chi in the blood in the upper jowl. The upper jowl is the upper part of the body where the lungs and the heart are. So the grief will affect both the heart and the lungs, especially the lungs where the chi is made. And the chi is made by using constructive chi, which is yin chi. And um, it creates the chi of the chest, which is called zong chi, Z-O-N-G. So we're looking at zong chi here. That is the chi in the chest. And when it is stagnant or blocked, then we have a problem. And it gets stagnant blocked from emotional stress, trauma, physical trauma, and and psychological trauma. And the the Maoist Chinese even have a a weird saying that emotion is wrong political thinking. What? Really? Yeah. Like you're not supposed to have emotions. Quote-unquote wrong political thinking. Interesting. (laughs) Well, emotions can be good and healthy, but they can also create blockages. Right. You get sudden grief from abuse. Okay. And that uh, that creates sadness. And 
lung deficiencies can develop from unexpressed grief. And they may show up not just as stagnation, but also as increased phlegm that obstructs a heart orifice that creates emotional problems in our psyche. And it can also manifest as dysphagia or um, not being able to eat properly and also as stroke or CVA. Okay, now we can view skin as a third lung. Now, why, why would skin be the third lung? Because the skin actually exchanges gas with our environment, and it takes in nutrients and waste and also light. And the skin is the, the largest organ of the body and the organ that we put the patches on. So when, when we put patches on the skin, we're actually activating the third lung. What, what's, the, what's the second lung? Uh, the, the two main organs in the chest. Oh, I see. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, on the right and like left, left side lung, of the right body. Lung. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> and then the third lung is the skin. <clears throat> we don't often think of the skin as being um, a lung, but it is. Because it's breathing and it's exchanging nutrients and waste and light. Okay, so let's let's get into uh, grief here. Grief. Uh, let's see. Uh, Leon Hammer in his book uh, Dragon Rises and Redbird Flies says that grief that does not dissipate naturally is a grave and heavy energy that sinks to the deepest part of the body, the kidney. So we also know that depression is related to yin sinking energy. And we can relieve depression by pulling the yang chi up. And one way to do that is to activate the top of the tai chi pole with either an acupuncture needle or with qigong, with tapping, or by putting a crystal patch that emits photomodulation on the top of the Tai Chi pole. That's Governor Vessel 20, okay, right? So, pardon? Go ahead. Governor Vessel 20 point? Yes, GV20. That's right. Top of the Tai Chi pole. By way, GV20. Yeah, I think people get confused over feeling depressed but also anxious at the same time. So they're confused about how to, should they pull the Tai Chi pull, put, put it up or down because they're depressed but they're also anxious. So which way should it go? Should it go up or should it go down? Well, if they're if they're depressed, you want to pull it up. If they're they have too much anxiety or yawn in the head, you want to pull it down. Some people say they're diagnosed no, with uh, both. The, the anxiety 
usually happens first, and the anxiety leads to frustration and depression. So um, if you've just got anxiety, then pull it down. And uh, if you've got a depression then with the anxiety, then pull it up. Also, you can experiment with it. It doesn't take much just to, to stick a patch on there and see what happens. If it gets worse, take it off. If it gets better, leave it on. Got it. Okay, so Lonnie Jarrett, in his book, um, The Clinical Practice of Chinese Medicine, uh reiterates what I said about blockages. He says blockage in the Gao Huang, which is yellow cord, prevents the upper jiao, meaning the lung and the heart, from receiving essential nourishment. Okay, so the Gao Huang is the yellow cord. That exists between the bottom of the heart and the top of the diaphragm. And that's where stuck emotional energy gets lodged. And uh, when I do past life regression using Qigong or Qigong therapy with people, it's um, very effective to dislodge or dissipate the blockages in the yellow cork. And that, that often changes their perspective and their filters and releases their stuck emotional energy. And that's even after decades of psychotherapy and, and drug therapy that can't get rid of the blockage. Just uh, like a few seconds of Qigong and the blockage is gone. Cool. Yeah. So um, that blockage in the yellow cord doesn't just come from wood attacking earth like a stagnant liver's energy going across the yellow cord and attacking the spleen but it also comes from the highest point in the old kidney channel which is kidney 21 that comes from or parallel to the Chiang Mai the Chiang Mai is a sea of, sea of blood, and it has a lot of blood in it and a lot of chi, and it comes from the uterus in women and the prostate area in men. And it actually, through kidney 21, empties through or passes through the yellow cord. And um, that either excess kidney energy or lack of kidney energy can create blockages in the yellow cord and affect the lungs and create lung chi deficiency and therefore zong chi or chest chi deficiency and precipitate as grief. So You said something about um, excess or lack of kidney energy. Most people... Um, say, oh, my acupuncturist says I'm, you know, kidney chi deficient. Uh, when do you see uh, excess kidney energy? Not very often. 
in our ah. in our day and age, when people are stressed out, they're uh, they've got adrenal fatigue from overwork and lack of sleep. They mostly burn out their kidneys and have kidney chi deficiency. And it's uh, a lot of it's kidney yang deficiency. But the yin gets burned out too. So it's overall kidney chi that's a problem. People that have asthma actually have weak kidneys because the kidneys are not anchoring their lung chi. If you treat the kidneys to grasp the lung chi, the lung chi won't fly out of control into what's called asthma. Yeah, that's super interesting because I remember David Schmidt, the creator and founder of LifeWave, uh, years ago, somebody had uh, come to him, flew from I don't know where, um, UK or something, uh, flew to uh, see him about these uncontrollable allergy symptoms, so watery eyes and sneezing and just un- like uncontrollable. And what's really interesting, um, and this makes sense now that you talk about this, um, is that he patched this person uh, on the lung um, I think back then we only had energy enhancer patches, so he patched them with uh, lung points and kidney points, and literally within minutes the symptoms stopped after decades of, like, this horrible, horrible sneezing and allergy symptoms. It literally was like, oh, my gosh, you know, it just completely stopped. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, I've had a lot of people come to see me with allergies, and they've tried all kinds of Western medical stuff with all these tests. The, you, you know, you put these tests on the forearm, um, on, on the volar surface, on the inside of the forearm. You test with all these things that might be causing the allergy. And they get all these drugs to suppress their allergic reactions, like um, antihistamines and so on. And it's never very effective. And then I go to the back shoot point for the lungs, which is bladder 13. And I barely touch it, and they jump out of their skin. Like there's a major blockage on bladder 13, and I just do a little tween-off with chi to to unblock the stuck energy in bladder 13, which is a back shoe point for the lungs, and the allergy goes away. Wow. So in that way, are you both connecting with the lung channel and the kidney channel using just that one point, bladder 13, on the back? Yes, because the bladder is the yang phase of water, which is connected to the kidney. So, yes, we're accessing water and kidney. And also it's the back shoe point for the lungs, which means it regulates and controls a lot of the lungs' energy. So you're right, it's both water and metal together. Nice. Great. So that point is a little bit tricky to patch ourselves, although it's possible. It's possible. Yes. Uh, maybe you can just briefly share with folks where bladder 13 is in case anyone wants to try that real quick if they have allergy symptoms, okay. patch bladder 13 for well, themselves since that's difficult well, to massage your own bladder 13. Okay. Um. An, an easy way to access it before I describe where it is is uh, to use a back scratcher and uh, put double-sided sticky tape between the back scratcher and the top of the patch 
and take the uh, paper off the adhesive part, which is exposed on the other side of the back scratcher. And then you can reach around with the back scratcher <clears throat> to the correct location and stick it on. That's if you're by yourself. Right. It's preferable to have your your significant other do it. Okay, how do we find it? Well, bladder 13 is on the inner bladder channel, which is a line that runs parallel to the spine and one and a half inches or soon bilateral to the midline of the spine. Okay. Then it's at the level of the space right below thoracic vertebra three, above thoracic vertebra four. All right, how do we find thoracic vertebra three? If you stand with your arms to your side, the scapular spine on both scapula, like if you put a pencil on it, they will both point and intersect right at the midline below thoracic vertebra three. And then you go over one and a half soon, both sides or bilaterally, and you have bladder 13. Nice. Now, that is an interesting point because bladder 13 is a backshoot point for the lungs that deals with mostly the physical aspects of the control of the lungs. And that's the case with the whole inner bladder line. The whole inner bladder line on both sides of the spine deal with the basic energy of those organs, like the lung organ or the liver organ or whatever organ you're talking about. But if you go to the outer bladder line, we're talking about regulating the emotions and the psyche and more spirit. So what corresponds with bladder 13 in the outer bladder line is bladder 42. The bladder 42 is a really important point for dealing with grief because it's the po who or the po door. It's the door to the corporeal soul. It's the door that reaches the soul of the lungs. And if it's closed or blocked, then it's closed to spirit and it it sets up a trap for inspiration where inspiration can't come in and it sets up depression. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Lonnie Jarrett said something about that in his book, um, The Clinical Practice of Chinese Medicine. He's talking about the pohu or the, the corporal soul door. And he says, quote, grief occurs 
when our attachment to the physical form is lost and prevents us from contacting its immortal essence. The Po is actually exhaled from the body through the Po door, which is bladder 42, as it travels in search of spiritual essence that's missing during our waking hours. Because the the Po also travels around during sleep. I thought that was the Hun. The Hun the Hun travels around and connects with etheric things like spirit and source and the Po travels around and connects with essential or essence or jing or crystal kind of things like the grounding in the earth. And remember, we talked about earlier how if you regulate your PO with breathing, you can create an emptiness that leaves a space for the Hun to connect with Source. So I, I think what that means is if if you activate your crystal energy, then you can flow energy from Source better. So where is that bladder 42? And then we'll get to questions. That's on the same horizontal plane as bladder 13, and it's 1.5 soon bilateral to bladder 13. And that's one of the points I was going to talk about patching Uh because it it regulates the pose. And so uh, I would uh, I'd put in probably an Eon patch on the right and an SP6 patch on the left, a bladder 42 if you're trying to help your, your uh, PO door open. And that will help treat depression. And we we'll can't release. say it treats anything, but we can say that point helps to treat depression, not the patches. Right. In Asian medicine, anyway, not in Western medicine. So uh, it, it treats the yin sinking and helps the yin rise. And it also opens uh, the top of the Tai Chi pole for inspiration. And your inspiration can pull up your chi so that you don't feel depressed anymore. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Should we pause for questions since it's uh, an hour now? Um, sure. And then... Uh, there, there are a few other points I'd like to talk about. They're, they're really simple protocols, and there are some complex protocols. So uh, we'll see what we have time for. But we can go with questions now, take a little break. 
Okay, we'll take a little break and go to some questions. So like I said, guys, if you're listening in, I am writing notes, which is why you might hear typing in the background. <laughs> I'm writing notes, and there's going to be a blog post that will be published within, usually within the hour of us uh, completing. Um, apparently, I have Grammarly now on my on my uh, um, you know on my browser extension, so now it's helping me with grammar as I'm writing, which I suppose is quite helpful. So if you have a question for Dr. Dennis, it doesn't have to be about grief or sadness. It can be about any other symptom. You can call in at 818-514-1190, hit 1, so we know your hand is up, and then we can maybe create um, a protocol specific to your symptoms. So again, it's 818-514-1190 and hit 1. So the first person up, what I'm going to say is I'm going to um, unmute you and say the last four digits of your phone number. Just give us your first name and then your question. Okay, so the first person here is, okay, so 9828. Hi, who is this? Hi, I think you've got got Debbie. Um, 9828, is that the number you can use? Uh-huh. Great information. It's a little over my head, but I understand some basics. Um, I've got a friend and her um, who's on the line that's going to have another another help question for you. So I hope she gets hers in. Um, if sometime during the call, if you would have a, have a moment to explain what this new, um, it's it's all over the internet. It's called Gershwin Gershwin something like that resonance. That's um, they're showing all the different waves in the energy of the earth. So if you oh, if you have on. a chance. Oh, is that what I call it? I couldn't remember what the first Schumann word resonance? was, but I, I know it. Yeah, that would be the Schumann resonance. Yeah, Schumann. Okay, I couldn't remember what the first word was. I just knew it was something resonant, and it had to do with the energy of the earth and the spiritual context. Okay. So somewhere in the conversation, if the doctor would be able to address that, because I do want my friend to get her question answered. Okay. I, I uh, Right now, I think she put her hand up. I'm not really sure if you know her phone number, so I'll just say it a little later. Is there a question relative to specifically for you that you wanted answered? Um, not not health-wise. I just, um, I'm, just lo- I'm just looking for um, understanding what this um, Schumann resonance is because I think it relates very much to what he's talking about too. Yeah, well, you come to the right place. Now, I know some of the stuff we uh, deal with on this monthly show is fairly advanced um, and is definitely not expected uh, for, you know, the average LifeWave uh, practitioner or uh, even um, or distributor or customer to even have to know. Uh, but some people are really curious, and they're kind of like science nerds like I am, and I love picking, uh, you know, Dr. Dennis's brain because he gives us all these really cool protocols that we can try. Um, so, uh, Dr. Dennis. Would you like to explain what the Schumann resonance is and how that relates to what we're doing as far as, you know, patching and spirit? Okay, well, resonance is is the vibration that's congruent or the same frequency or same vibration as the atmosphere and the earth. And for many, many decades our Schumann resonance has been 7.8 hertz. And um, that was really healthy if we're vibrating in resonance with the Schumann resonance. That's a really healthy environment for us to have grown up in. But just recently, there have been changes in the vibration of the earth, which are natural things going on astrophysically, because the, the whole 
solar system is passing through a part of the universe that's through a central sun area that's releasing a lot of energy, and that's creating a higher vibration or a higher Schumann resonance, which is pushing us into a higher dimensional frequency. And when, does, this, when does, that, this anything, does this have anything to do with the, um, the path of Jupiter that's making a loop and it's going to overtake Saturn, which hasn't happened in many, 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 many years? Oh, that's part of the big picture. Okay. That's not the only thing, but that's part of the picture. <clears throat> so I believe um, I've seen where when you get a resonance or a vibration frequency over about 20, 25 hertz, you're vibrating at fifth dimensional energies. And we keep flipping back and forth as we're evolving here between third, fourth, and fifth dimensional energies or vibration. And that's why some things often seem fifth dimensional and sometimes third dimensional. Our, our post, so to speak, our essence is still grounded in 3D, whereas our, our part of our chi and our hun are interacting with fifth dimensional energies. And when somebody ascends, they evolve out of 3D into 5D at a higher Schumann resonance. Very so interesting. That's what this Schumann resonance is about. It's, uh, it's part of the process of the Earth's evolving astrophysically. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You are very welcome. Okay, I'm going to mute you now. And uh, before I unmute the next uh, person, um, some of the Schumann frequencies I was uh, uh, interviewing, some of the scientists at Energy Tools International because they do have a product that um, helps us resonate with the Schumann frequencies. And, and they have um, basically copied it. And when I asked them about the higher and lower and all that kind of stuff, the Schumann frequencies, of, I mean, there are all these octaves of it. It's always been there. But I think that we have these spikes where we have a higher intensity of some than others. My, I'm saying that. That's my interpretation of what they said. And so um, uh, they found that the Schumann frequencies are very, very protective for electromagnetic uh, radiation, like such as from cell phones and Wi-Fi routers and things like that. So they created a product uh, that helps to resonate the, the protective uh, set of frequencies from the Schumann resonance. And I asked them to infuse that into my jewelry as one of the five frequency sets infused into there, and, and we were able to do that. So in case you already have one of my Ascension 3 um, pieces of jewelry, that does help to uh, have you vibrate at the Schumann resonance frequency. And if you don't, it's at ascension3.net. Um, you can take a look at that and take a look at the um, the head CAT scans of, not uh, I think it was a PT, PET scans of the blood flow and activation and things like that and uh, before and after using this uh, technology with the, um, you know, uh, with cell phones and things like that. So, okay, so I'm going to unmute. So two zero seven five. Technology. Let, let me make a quick interjection about the technology. 
Uh, I did some research for Elf Labs, which created the Tesla watch. And the Tesla watch is an instrument that creates scalar waves that resonate at 7.8 hertz with the Schumann resonance. And, um, yeah, you can I, have one I of those. Yeah, and when I was doing the research on that, I, I discovered using a physiograph that uh, when I measured heart rate variability, that when one was wearing a Tesla watch, it lowered the heart rate and lowered blood pressure and um, affected uh, <clears throat> the same kinds of things that we affect with aerobic exercise training and or the energy enhancer patches. We get a shift in the autonomic nervous system towards being parasympathetic or relaxed. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of great tools, great tools out there. Um, I think I asked the Tesla Watch people, I said, what about the other frequencies? I don't think I got an answer about that, but that was many, many years ago, so I might have forgotten. Um, and since I have uh, stopped using uh, their stuff and use other people's tools, but uh, there's lots of really, really great tools out there. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, yeah, you go ahead and ask your question. Go ahead. Okay, my name's Catherine. And, hi, Catherine. Um, hi, Catherine. Hi, is it possible that I have lung stagnation because – since last year at Christmas time, I got this pain up here near my shoulder, above my breast, um, and it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes. And I mean, there's a change of seasons right now, but it, I mean, I it's been a long time since I've lost anybody. Although my twin flames energy is around me a lot. Is it possible I'm still holding grief from that? Sure, it's possible. It's I mean, possible. I uh-huh. Go ahead. One way to tell is to put a carnosine patch in CV17 and see if it's relieved. Because okay. that will unblock the, uh, the chest chi and or let your chest chi flow more freely. And so uh, that, that's one of the things that precipitates grief. Okay, because I have been putting X39 in that area, but, you know, sometimes it helps them. But I do have a carnosone, so I'll try that. Is there a reason we're using carnosine instead of X39, Dr. Dennis, in this case? I used carnosine long before X39 was developed, and it seems to work really well for for doing that. And um, I've been experimenting with Olivita, too. Um, X39 doesn't seem to do any more than the carnosine or the olivita, but it's certainly a powerful patch, and it wouldn't hurt to move the chi with it, even though even if you you don't have a need for stem cell proliferation or DNA reconstruction. Okay, and then um, just one more quick one. The the stomach the stagnant stomach fire protocol that you had I got all the patches for that but I was wondering I've been using them like three days of the week and then I use my X thirty nine for the other four should I be using that straight through for a certain amount of time or is it okay to volley back and forth when you say using that what do you mean um, I've been using the the stagnant stomach fire protocol you gave 
with with the ice wave, the glucathione, and the carnosone um, on my body for the stagnant stomach fire chi. And I've been doing okay. that for three days a week, and then four with the the uh, X39. But should I be using it completely all the days with that protocol? Um, no, um, you could uh, use the X39 on CB12, which is a front viewpoint for the stomach, uh, as you alternate. So just okay. like those days you use X39, use um, CB12, and, and the other days use the other points. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much, both of you. Sure. You're welcome. Okay. Uh-huh. So let me mute you there. Thank you. Um, yes, you're welcome. Okay, and the next person is four five four eight. Hi, who's this? Hello, four five four eight. We can hear you. Okay, I will mute you since we can't. You don't want to talk. Fine, <laughs> we won't take it personally. Okay, let uh five zero five two. Let me unmute you. Hello, yes, this hello. Can you hear me? Hi. We can. Yeah. Hi. Yes, this is Rose Holmberg. And my daughter who's uh hi. She was diagnosed about a year or two ago with MAC, M A C. It's microbacterial intaxellular A-V-I-U-M. Does that make sense? With bronchitis. I can spell out the whole thing. The first word is M-Y-C-O-B-A-C-T-E-R-I-A-L. The next word is I-N-T-A-C-E-L-L-U-L-A-R-E. And the last word is A-V-I-U-M. It's an autoimmune disease in the lungs. It's a bacteria. What are her yeah, symptoms right now, Rose? Uh, well, she's on a nebulizer, and uh, she uh, is constantly tr- trying to cough up uh, phlegm in her lungs. And, um, yeah, she's had all kinds of tests done, and she's very much into holistic. She's doing some herb stuff now. She's on this X39 and the glutathione. Um but she as she's she started out with her gut with um she did the fob uh, diet she's done everything to clean up her gut and about five years Fine. ago she had a blockage and she was rushed to the hospital and they did surgery so this is kind of what's going on with her she's been diagnosed with this so she's doing everything she can researching and studying with doctors and different zooms online and just to try to get rid of this thing because they're saying it. It won't go away, and she's not accepting that. Yeah, we definitely help her with the symptoms. I'll let Dr. Dennis start. Well, it it doesn't really matter what the infection is caused by, even though when 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 we deal with uh, strengthening the body instead of focusing on wiping out the pathogen because the body can do it itself if we strengthen the body's energy. 
uh, or get rid of blockages that are keeping the body from helping the immune system work. But um, the the term mycobacterial means that there's um, some kind of fungal infection that's working with bacteria in there that's intransigent or difficult to get rid of. And in Asian medicine, that's some kind of damp heat. So I'd be looking from the Asian medical perspective to drain the damp and dissipate the heat and boost the immune system's activity. And um, there are ways we could do that. I'm kind of working in a vacuum here because I don't know her whole pattern or condition. So um, I'm kind of reluctant to, to say exactly how to do that. But maybe Dr. Karen has a better approach. Um, you know, I think that we could definitely, what, let's just ask, uh, what is she current, what's, how long has she been using her current protocol? Um, well, the X39, she's just been on it and the glutathione for two months. And That's so okay. now she's using them. Um, the um, gosh, I didn't even ask her. I'm sure she's going oh. by the book booklets. Okay, and has she noticed any shift or change in her symptoms? Uh, she's noticed her her sinuses have cleared up a little bit. Um, she did reduce her nebulizer. She used to do it morning and night just to get stuff out, and she's down to one time a day. Um, and now she's starting on a herbal protocol with bio something or another. She texts me the name of the company. Um, uh. I know. Yeah, that's great. And do you know what kind of patches she has? Yes, X X thirty nine and the glutathione. And I had oh, her on the E on anything too, else. But she, uh, pardon me. She doesn't have any other patches with her? No. Okay. So is she open to using other patches as well? I hope so. I mean, I, I think, I don't know, finances could be an issue, and if that's the case, I will see to it that she gets them. Well, you know, I think that she's doing a good job as a, you know, first of all, as it is, you know, because we can only give general recommendations right now because, like, you know, Dr. Dennis is an you know, Asian medicine specialist, so he would actually would ideally want to interview her, have her in for a session, so she she could do he could do something more specific, okay? And then you guys can, you know, can contact Dr. Dennis after this and, you know, figure out how to do that and, you know, what the cost is and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to give, like, kind of general, like, simple things, which may or may not help, but we're definitely going to try. Um, yeah. But I find that anybody that has any lung stuff at all, um, you can definitely use lung points to help support that. Um, now, she's already done X39 glutathione, great combination. We're just going to tweak it a little bit and have her try a different point just to see uh, if that's helpful. So for the X39, you know what, I, I really do like the belly point. The reason I like that is because I found that people have leaky gut uh, issues and that causes all sorts of lung issues. So that's a really good point to heal the gut. And she's also, you know, taking the right um, herbs, hopefully, and eating the right food will heal the gut. So that's a good point to use. But you can also alternate that. 
um, with the what Dr. Dennis mentioned before, the center of the chest. Um, and that, that's the conception vessel uh, 17. You know, so if she pulls down her... What was that first letter? 17, what was it before? 17? 17. Conception vessel, or CV. Oh, CD number 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, CV as you in like can find vessel. Oh, vessel. You can find CV. point locations on yinyonghouse.com. Go to yinyonghouse.com and you can get a description of the point location there. I'm sorry, repeat that. If you go to yinyonghouse.com, you can get a description of the point location there. You know how to find the point. Is it yihouse.com? Y-I-N-Y-A-N-G. House. Yinyonghouse.com. Okay, Okay, got it. Thank you so much for being patient. Uh, it's a little bit hard sometimes on speakerphones. Yep, thank you. Okay, so put the X39 and the CV17 and look up um, yinyanghouse.com to see where that's at. Okay, great. Go ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. And normally it's on my, um, it's on the blog post that I'm writing up. And all these points will be with, uh, you know, I use just your first name, of course, on the blog post. Uh, so you can look it up later as well. And this is all okay. written out for you. Yeah, so I think uh, um, glutathione, since she already has it. Um, now, I would probably prefer energy enhancer patches, you know, to put on the lung channel. But since she just has the glutathione for now, you can literally put that on a lung point, you know, on, on the, the wrist. So that would be on the right wrist. Uh, there's a lung point. Um, you know, um, it's at the base. There's one at the base of the thumb. Um, that's lung. No, actually, if you if you patch lung nine, it kind of patches lung everything, like lung nine, eight, seven, because <laughs> they're so close together. These points, so we're gonna gotta patch them all. So you just put one glutathione on the right wrist um, at the base of the thumb. And that will at least activate the yeah the the lung channel. Now this is very simple. It's not as obviously as as fancy or advanced or specific as what Dr. Dennis would do if you guys worked one on one. But um, you know she can just play around with those points and see if it makes a, a bigger difference than what she's already doing. With her sinuses clearing up and reducing her nebulizer is already a huge huge improvement. So I would say definitely keep going. You guys are on the right track. So. Congratulations for that. Okay, very good. So how do we contact Dr. Dennison? Will that be shared at the end of the call? Uh, Dr. Dennis, did you want to tell her how to contact you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook, so if you send me a private message on Facebook, then I can respond to you. And if you give me your phone number there, I can call you. Sure. Okay, D-E-N-N-I-S-O-N? No, it's... Dr. Oh, Dennis. Dennis is his first name. So it's Dennis Loebstein. Um and I'll uh, I'll put that on here for you as well on the notes. Yep. And he's one of my friends. So if you're friends with me or whatever, you can see that he's one of my friends. And then you can contact him there. Okay. Dr. Dennis right. Loebstein. Loebstein. Loebstein like your Loeb and Einstein. That's how you that's how you pronounce it, but that's not how you spell it. So, L-O-B. L-O-B-S-T-E-I-N. That's what I wrote. 
Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. All right, cool. Let me meet you. Okay, I think that's all the questions we have right now. I don't see anybody on chat having a question, so let's get to our simple protocols first. Okay, so uh, I just want to wrap up. Um, I have some thoughts about that last call here. But... Sorry for the dog barking. <laughs> he was dog so quiet. Some thoughts too. I know. <laughs> well, I don't really see the UPS guy here, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so I, 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 when I work with a client, I assess the energy pattern and, and then come up with a protocol. And uh, I want to know what's in the nebulizer and um, just in general for lung infections, I'd, I'd recommend putting um, silver in the nebulizer and I'd also uh, want to use Chinese herb formula that matches their energy pattern and put that in the nebulizer too. Yeah, so in addition great. to yeah, using so, the patches, they all work synergistically. Yeah, so Rose, you can definitely, you know, we'll connect you with, with Dr. Dennis afterwards and then you guys can, you know, do whatever work and uh, stuff like that. I, I, commonly don't do one-on-one sessions uh, like this unless somebody happens to be on my team, um, then sometimes we'll do that. But uh, Dr. Dennis, you know, you can ask him, you know, what his charges per hour or whatever, and I'll let you guys figure that out later. Oh, I guess my husband's back. That's why he's barking. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, let's get to the point. I'm going to mute myself here. Okay. So, let's see. Uh, do the simple protocols first here. Uh, we already mentioned uh, one, which is putting a carnosine patch on CV17. And uh, CV17 is a major point we've discussed in previous shows. That it opens up the, the chest chi, unblocks the chest, and uh, that, that's known as unbinding the zong chi or the chest chi. Uh, another one that I would use is um, just Lung 3 by itself. You can find Lung 3 if you uh, bend, if you pretend you're smelling your armpits and your nose, your nose is going to hit the outside of your bicep, and that's where Lung 3 is. It's a sky window point, and um, it resonates with and releases the po, and uh, the energy of that point makes life worth living and, and allows one to see the light. It gets rid of a dark and inside emptiness, in other words, grief, and it reconciles injury with original chi. In other words, it replaces damaged, disharmonious, or injured chi with original chi that's harmonious and that decreases grief and it also improves self-worth so that's a real simple protocol to use you can use um, energy enhancer or ice wave patches bilaterally with the white one on the right and the tan one on the left the lung three or you can use eon on the right and sp6 on the left or you can use Olivita on the right and Carnosine on the left. So you can try those different combinations and see which one works best for you. <clears throat> then you can combine 
lung three and CV17 into a triangle. So this is a third protocol is using a triangle with uh, the lung three as described in the, and the CV17 as described with the kernazine. Or as we talked about earlier, you could try other patches besides kernazine like the Olivita or the X39. So that's a nice triangle there. Wow, let's see. So I've got, I've got here, Dr. Dennis, um, the simple protocol. Yeah. Uh, make, make sure that I got this right. So protocol number one, we've got the conception vessel 17, center of the chest, opens up the chi and blocks the chest. And then uh, option number two is using lung three, which is easy to get because you can just pretend you're smelling your <laughs> underarm and where your tip of the nose hits your biceps, that's lung three. And you use a, a set of patches, one on the right, one on the left, and there's three options, and I'll put that in the, in the, the, the blog post. And then you mentioned earlier bladder 42. So would that be our third one, not including the combination? Uh, sure. You could use that as the third one. Yep. Okay. That's difficult to reach, but it's still very effective for Poe. As we talked about okay. it, it opens a Poe door. Okay, and then right, I guess the that? fourth one, the fourth one would be the triangle between. Um, Lung three and CV seventeen. Like using them together. Okay, next is uh, CV fifteen. And CV fifteen. You could use, um, I'd use that with the others. So actually, CV15 is a source point of the yellow cord, and it's a a front mu point of pericardium in in five-element medicine. So because it's a source point for the yellow cord and the front mu point, which means energy comes to the surface there. So the pericardium, which is a heart protector, that makes CD15 very effective. And uh, you can work that the same as CD17. Just put a carnosine there or an olivita or even in a glutathione or an X39. Is this the spot that uh, helps with the between the heart and the diaphragm you're talking about before, where it gets all congested, the yellow cord? Yeah, right. Okay. CD15 is just uh, like above that. It, it's right, it sits right on top of the yellow cord area. So it's a source point for the yellow. Energy. All right, another real simple one is to use GV13. 
So we're looking on the back now at GV13. And uh, that point is just below thoracic vertebra 1, T1. And it's for lack of happiness and joy. Um, it increases warmth and affection. It's a start of the spirit path to the head. And uh, it's a treatment in Asian medicine for the feeling of depression, dizziness, and vertigo. And it tonifies the Wei Qi, which is a protective Qi of the body. And it calms Shen and it clears fire. And it dispels wind and wind heat. And so for a lot of the manifestations that we talked about with grief, GD13 would be helpful. So you can put an Eon or an X39 or an Olivita on GD13 on the back, just below the rest vertebra one. <clears throat> and it will help a person become more oriented and more happy. How about for, did you say um, anxiety as well? Yes. And that's actually pretty close to the point that's in the brochure for X39, um, which is on the uh, back of the neck on the bump. This would just be one level below that. Yes, Just correct. To, yeah. GB14 is uh, right below the seventh cervical vertebra, and GB13 is right below the first thoracic vertebra. So it's one space or one vertebra below. Okay, and then I like to make triangles, so... I thought of a nice triangle involving these three points, CV17, CV15, and GV13. So uh, that means we have a vertical leg of this triangle between CV17 and CV15 on the midline in the front, and then the apex of the triangle would be on GD13 in the back. So I put a carnosine on CD17, an SP6 or a tan patch on CD15, and then on the back I put an Eon, an Olivita, or an X39. Okay, so I'm just confused on how that actually makes a triangle since we've got 17 and 15 on the same line. That's right. And then GB13 is on the back. So then if, if oh, you draw a line... Okay, right. So the triangle's through the through the sagittal plane of the body. That's right. Ha. And people are like, what the heck's a sagittal? 
You doctor up, up people, down, straight stop up talking down. like this. <laughs> yeah, so if you're going to cut somebody like in half. Yeah, up and down way, yes, yes, that's the sagittal plane. So you guys have to be a little creative here understanding where the triangle is. So if you cut someone in half down the middle and you look on the inside of their body, you'll actually see the triangle. <laughs> yeah, okay, the got it. Yeah, the top of the triangle is at the back. Got it. These patches are awesome. You can put triangles anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the simple protocols. Now, there, there's one um, I'd like to go back to that's really interesting. The uh, bladder 42, uh, that, that one combined with bladder 43 is very interesting because bladder 43 is a Gao Hong Shu or the yellow cork gate, the gate to the yellow cork. And I use that a lot when I'm doing qigong with people. I put energy needles in in the yellow cord gate to help relieve the stuck emotional qi and the blockages out of the yellow cord. It uh, it will help revive the heart fire, and it brings joy and happiness and releases stuck emotions. That's bladder 43. Bladder 43 is just below bladder 42 on the outer bladder line, and it's at the level just below thoracic vertebra 4, bilateral, bilateral outer bladder line. And those two points are interesting because 42, as we talked about before, is the, the Po door, and 43 is the yellow cork gate. And those are very profound for stuck emotional energy and for connecting Po with Earth, for grounding one. And they're also the likely points of attachment of an angel's wings. So this is the, if you look on... On pictures of angels, you see that the wings are attached to that area between bladder 42 and bladder 43, between the, the Poe gate and the yellow cork gate. So I've used bladder 43 in a protocol that involves heart deficiency, and lung heat. And the pattern that one sees with heart deficiency and lung heat is not only grief, but you've got crying with the grief, crying for no reason, and great heavy sadness or depression and mental Um, mental ab- abstraction and that you've got irritation of the heart, vexation, uh, difficult to sleep like insomnia, and a flushed red face, and what's called five palm sweat, which is a pattern of 
again, deficiency. So this pattern showing the heart deficiency where you've got sweating of the palms and the bottoms of the feet and the front of the chest instead of sweating all over the body. Okay, so the way we deal with that, because we're trying to tonify the yin, to decrease the fire, to tonify the heart and calm the shen, is to drain the, the fire and to support the yin. So what we can do there is put patches on, on um, kidney three, which is a, a shoe stream point, and that means that shoe stream points are used to get rid of wind, damp, and heaviness because there's heaviness involved here with the sadness. It's the earth point for water. It's the source point for um, the kidney. And it decreases stagnation. So that's really easy to access. The kidney three is uh, on the back of the ankle, on the inside back of the ankle. And I would use kidney three along with heart six. Why heart six? It's because heart six helps open up the heart and helps the heart see its richness from a higher perspective and it clears heat and it draws on yin for support and it also tonifies the heart. Okay, so if you're looking at somebody's back, consider heart six on the right and kidney three on the left. Put an eon patch on right heart six and an SP6 patch on left kidney three. Okay. Okay, then I, I'd also add bladder 43 to that, the yellow cord gate. And uh, there you can use energy enhancer or patches with a white on the right and 10 on the left. Bladder 43. And you can embellish it even more by using pericardium 6 and spleen 6. So if I did that, I would also add pericardium 6 on the left with a carnosine patch. <clears throat> and uh, I'd use um, SP6 on the right with an olivita patch. So the reason for pericardium 6 is that it connects to the heart. It's a heart protector, and it's a master of the yin wei mai, which means that it tonifies yin, which is one thing we need to do here because the heart, heart yin is deficient. And it, it decreases chaos and it calms fire. So that's why P6 And then spleen six is used for very deep depression and desperation and to cool blood. 
in Asian medicine. Among a lot of other things, because it's a group low where the liver, the spleen, and the kidney all cross. So this is a, a more complicated protocol that involves diagonals between heart six and spleen and uh, kidney three from the upper right to the bottom left, and then another one from the upper left to the bottom right, which is P6 and spleen six, and then you got a cross patching on bilateral bladder 43. Yeah, so you got the, the, the ones that kind of in the center, which are either side of the spine, bladder 43, and then you've got this cross patching with the upper body and the lower body um, complementary uh, points. Yeah. Okay, got it. Believe it or not, okay. not folks, I got it. <laughs> it's written up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're running out of time here, Dr. Dennis. Did you uh, want to give us one more advanced protocol? Because we've got the simple, we've got the combination, and then we have the advanced here. Okay. I've got another advanced for okay. heart-lung chi deficiency. Heart-lung chi deficiency. Okay. And uh, I, I got a lot of this information out of Bob Flaw's book. It's called Chinese Medical Psychiatry. So that was a good guideline for the stuff here with these advanced ones. So the, the pattern we see here with heart-lung chi deficiency, uh, because lung, lung deficiency is caused by excess and prolonged grief, a lot of grief that's prolonged over a long period of time. So we have grief with a tendency to cry, heart palpitations, short of breath, fatigue, an enduring weak cough, tendency to catch a cold, voice being faint, uh, slight, slight exertion causes sweating. And our objective here is to tonify the heart and the lung chi. So basically we're trying to tonify the long chi, the chest chi. So, what's featured or highlighted in this one we talked about before is bladder 42, but you could use a substitute for bladder 42 to make it more simple and use GV12. Because GV12 is right on the midline, <clears throat> right below thoracic vertebra three and it tonifies the lung chi and it's a pillar for spirit that's used for breaking stress or if, if you're um, if you're breaking down with stress then you can strengthen your pillar with GV12 okay so uh, for GV12, uh, use uh, you can actually use a glutathione patch. Uh -huh. Okay, and then um, 
we're looking at the back. On the right side, use pericardium seven. And on the left side, use um, pericardium five. So put a white energy enhancer ice wave on the right pericardium seven. And you could use a tan one on either pericardium five or you can skip pericardium five and actually go down to bladder 15 on the left and put the tan patch or a carnosine patch on left bladder 15. So there you have an option of either P5 on the left or left bladder 15. And why would you use uh, the, well, we've already used a white patch of ice wave or energy on the right. So we kind of have a tan yeah. patch left over. Uh, That's so correct. So we're going to use the so tan patch on the pericardium yeah. 5 on the left, or you mentioned a different patch. So I was wondering whether we can use the bladder 15 with the ice wave as well. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in, in this protocol, it's suggested um, by uh, flaws in his book that uh, bladder 15 or bladder 20 be alternated. So one day you use bladder 15, another day you use bladder 20. Uh, bladder 15 is a back shoot point for the heart. Bladder 20 is back shoot point for the spleen. So I'd only use a spleen point if you're trying to decrease damp and tonify the spleen and the stomach. So I think it's more important to use bladder 15 because you're trying to tonify the heart in this condition. Okay. But uh, how do they decide between pericardium 5 on the left and bladder 15 on the left? Um, well, I, I actually decided that. And uh, that's because I'm trying to make it simple and not use too many points or too many patches. Okay. Because okay. I've, I've had people come into our clinic that had overzealous uh, sponsors that were just patched to the hilt. And it, there's a principle in Asian medicine that the you can make a point more powerful with a lower number of points. So the smaller number of points you use, the more powerful the treatment. So I, I always attempt to cut down on the number of points I'm using and just use the ones that are the most important. Okay, great. Yeah, so I would suggest for people to definitely, um, you know, look at the simple protocols first and then later on, yeah, for you know, sure. feel like, oh, I, you know, want to try the more advanced ones, then you can definitely do that. And I, I got another one last but not least if you want to hear it. Okay. That'll be our last one because we only got like okay. five minutes left. <laughs> Okay, so this is this is for liver fire invading the lung. So liver fire, um, 
because there is wood or liver heat that's attacking the metal. It counterattacks metal. If you look at your five element chart, metal usually regulates or controls wood, but if wood is too much, it can reverse and counterattack the metal. So in this case, we have a counterattack of wood against metal, where the wood heat is is overcoming the metal and causing a lung deficiency. So the liver fire is invading the lung and causing a lung deficiency. And that results in frequent sorrow that's really profound, and that's called Shanbai, S-H-A-N-B-E-I. And labilit, the person is labile and irritable. And so there is alternating, lability means alternating, of crying and not crying with irritability. Now, because of this alternating pattern, um, it's a wood pattern because we have Shaoyang in wood, which is the energy channel involved with alternation, going back and forth between two things. So uh, there's also, besides irritability and, and crying alternating between each other, we have burping, and uh, we have uh, a chest and, and, um, and pain between the ribs, and distension sometimes, and frequent sighing, and sometimes giving up, and also a bitter taste in the mouth. So if, if those are the pattern without liver fire, and the treatment principle is to clear the, clear the uh, or drain the fire, and uh, that will increase lung chi and restore the central chest chi. So one of the most important points for this is liver two. Liver two is a yin spring point. We actually had um, we had a session or a, a show where we talked about shoestring points. Uh-huh. And if you want to go back and listen to that, go look in the archives for the shoestring discussion. And one of the things that yin spring points do is decrease heat or decrease fire. And that's what liver two does. It drains fire. So the fire is in the liver channel, so liver two is a good point for that. So uh, liver two also, uh, besides clearing liver fire and heat, it decreases yang chi and it cools the blood. So uh, we've got liver two. Looking at the back, we have liver two on the left side. And I put a tan patch on that, along with a white patch on the right lung seven. Now, lung seven is important because it's a master point for the conception vessel. And it decreases toxins, like heat toxins and fire. And um, it, it frees emotional stagnation. It's related to grief specifically. And it circulates away chi or the protective chi. And 
it also regulates gonadotropins. Okay, so if you look at uh, someone's back, we have a diagonal from lung seven to, to liver two with the white ice waiver energy enhancer on the right lung seven and a tan ice waiver energy enhancer on left liver two. Got it. Okay, another, uh, let's see, uh, another major point here would be bladder 42. We talked about bladder 42 as a pole gate. So here I put a glutathione on the right and a carnosine on the left, bladder 42. And last but not least, we can use bladder 47. Bladder 47 is, is known for treating liver chaos, for increasing sense of purpose, for accessing the purpose from the higher self and realizing our divine plan, which uh, is crumbling from within and people that are grieving. And so <clears throat> on bladder 47, I put an eon on the right and an SP6 on the left. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. <laughs> my my dog's like what 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 are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! All right, we got it, folks. Okay, this is great, Dr. Dennis. Thank you so much uh, again for your your amazing you know wisdom and knowledge and for sharing uh, you know all these different uh, protocols. I like how we did it today, where we've got the simple, and then we've got combination, and then we've got advanced combination. Uh, so people can kind of pick and choose what they want to try. And we want to thank yeah. everyone for listening in. Um, and then if you have, if you know, uh, people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I really want to learn more, you know, you can definitely connect with Dr. Dennis uh, on Facebook um, to get a consult with him. Also, our archives are on the patchtrainingteam.com website. Uh, and for many of the eight years we've been together, there are um, – articles about different symptoms that you can look up. So you can just go to the blog and then use the search bar uh, at the very top and just search, you know, whatever symptom uh, you're looking for, and there will likely be a show related to that. Okay. Until next time, Dr. Dennis, we'll see you next month. Thank you so much, and bye, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Karen. Thank you, everybody. And if you ever want to put your dog to sleep, you can have them listen to the show again. <laughs> So funny. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 